you can really apply a lot of this logic to the workspace as well, right? If you think about the psychological and physiological needs of your people, the first thing that you can really work on is just make sure there's comfortable working conditions, some reasonable work hours, you know, and just Mm -hmm. ensure that people get the necessary break times, bathroom times, eat and drink times, those kind of things. The basics, I mean, really, it's level one stuff, but you'll be surprised how many people out there are slaving and the bosses just don't care. They just need to churn out some sort of product. When it comes to safety, it's again, I think overlooked by many of us, but something like secure compensation, just knowing where your next paycheck is going to come from and having that level of job security means the world to a lot of people. Just to know that, listen, I'm only making 5,000 Rand a month, or let's say, what is that? Like $500 a month, but at least it's guaranteed. I can bank on it, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. If that train stops, I'm completely screwed. If just to know that that money is coming in is already a very, very nice safety need that you can kind of help your, your, your staff with. When it comes to social needs and loving and belonging, very, very simple. Just interact with the people. Get them to interact. Take them out for a lunch. Do some cooperative teamwork exercises. Be super accessible. Try and be kind. Hey everyone, welcome to the RLT podcast where we share some real life tools, tips and tricks to help you not only discover but also reach your ultimate goals. What is up ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new Monday and a brand new episode of the Real Life Tips podcast. This is episode number 68. I'm your host Mono and I'm your host Leon. Welcome back to another episode guys, get comfortable Grab a coffee, grab a seat. If you are driving, keep your eyes peeled on the road as usual. Martin, welcome back, buddy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, but I'm not as good as you, man. You, you're always going away. You just got back from your trip. Yeah, man. You just Refreshed. had a great trip down to, where was it? Kruger, yeah. right? Kruger National Park. For those of you that are international listeners, go Google the place. Uh, we have a lot of bad things that we can share about South Africa, but we try and, you know, always talk about some of the positive stuff and i think one of the things that we have in abundance in south africa is our nature and yeah, yeah. i had the pleasure of spending a whole week in the kruger national park man some beautiful and beautiful was, photos eh? jeez yeah, dude. dude we were very lucky i mean we saw the big five in the first two days we were there for five days in total so pretty much ticked mm. it all off and uh we saw some leopard feeding on warthog and we saw some eagles <laughs> feeding on salmon, yeah. I think, or trout, actually. That's awesome. And uh, yeah. elephant, and you name it, dude. It was amazing. And I promise you, it was such a nice retreat from the normal because it was literally uh-huh. hardly any cell phone reception, very, very little comfort creatures. Um, I actually didn't touch my electronic equipment for like, I think I could. I held it out for like two days at one stage that I didn't touch any devices except for a two-way radio for us in the car in front of us to stay in communication with. Dude, it was amazing. That's really cool. And in the one photo, I saw your truck and I saw an elephant pass you guys right in front of the truck. Was it yours? Did you guys almost get trampled by an elephant? It was my truck and I realized how small my truck is (laughs) or maybe the (laughs) elephant was just enormous. No, it was... Look, a little bit of poo came out at that moment. I'll be very oh, yeah, honest yeah, with I you. I can imagine. <laughs> um, it was a it was a very very fully grown bull um, that yeah. came out of nowhere. We were still driving, and it just rose out of nothing, and then started Jeez. walking towards my car. And I thought of backing up. 
my father got that picture from behind us. <laughs> and suddenly it just went straight past the front of my car. And it was actually protecting a little calf. Oh. So it looked me straight in the eye, paused in front of my car while the calf passed safely behind it. You'll see the little calf in the picture. Yeah, yeah. And then it proceeded past me. Dude, looked absolutely <laughs> awesome. My heart though. was beating. Yeah, it looked so awesome, Leon. I'm actually really amped to go on my holiday soon, man. It has ah, been dude. so long since I've actually gone away. So yeah. I can't wait to share some cool photos. I don't have a photography eye like you do, but... Hopefully, we'll get some cool footage and I'll be able to, you know, at least share it with you as well. That's really awesome, Leanne. You look refreshed. I'm really glad that you're back. I feel it, I'm man. glad that we're both back on the show again. Yeah. We've got a great topic that we're going to share with the audience here today, Leanne. Don't you want to lead us in? It's all about motivation, isn't it? It is. It is. And it kind of talks about the reason, you know, why I'm sitting here all motivated and stuff. You know, it's about yeah. those stages of things that motivate you throughout life. And it starts from a very basic level and then it ends at a let's call it almost infinite level of motivation mm. and i think it was quite interesting you brought this up as a topic for us to discuss and um you know i wasn't quite sure about these five steps um so it's it's again it's quite enlightening to come across these new little tricks and things in the world like i said in many of our mm. previous episodes i'm a man of lists and things because that helps me to remember it yeah this is again, again, very much a list. It starts off, like I said, very, very basic around like biological and physiological needs. So literally just the ability to breathe, food, drink, shelter, sex, sleep, you know, all those things that got us where we are now, mm -hmm. all the way through safety, you know, after that, you can imagine in the good old cave days, I think right after they were having some food and maybe some sexy time to make more kids, <laughs> they would probably want a safe place to sleep. So it kind of goes into safety, protection, shelter, order, law, stability, those kind of things, right? Yeah. So yeah, dude, beautiful topic, I think. I think I think it's beautiful. I think it's so awesome. And this is what we're going to cover, you know, throughout the length of this episode here today is the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And this is something that I came across quite, quite a while ago, actually. And I had this shortlisted as a topic, but we kept on for some reason and scrolling past it and I think it's so interesting Leanne because to mm. me it's always interesting understanding people understanding myself better and that's exactly what we're going to be doing in this episode right is giving you a formula that really is so universal it speaks mm. to what motivates people what motivates yourself exactly. and so by looking at these four or five different stages that you go through in life things that motivate you you'll start understanding yourself a lot better you'll start understanding why it is that you keep trying to enforce your vision and your opinion on down upon other people they're really not you're phased by it at all because yeah, exactly. they might be sitting in a different stage of their motivation cycle as well and this is really what it comes down to so covering the five needs of maslow's hierarchy of needs it basically ranges everything from number one being the most basic survival skills and number five being the peak of yeah. the human experience. And that's really what we're going to be covering here today, Leanne. I think there's so mm. much that we need to unpack in this because I really want to get to the meat of this episode. I want to understand why is it that as a first and foremost, you know, when you start off your life as a young adult or you, mm. you step mm. out of high school, you step out of college, why is it that you can't get clarity or focus on you know achieving what your friends friends and their dads have achieved why oh, yes. is it that you can't wrap your head around are you going to be a ceo one day what are you going to be doing with your life 
And it's purely because you're focused on the very first need and that being biological and physiological needs, right? Things mm, like, mm. Yo, am I breathing? How can I continue breathing? Am I eating? How <laughs> yeah, can I feed true. myself? Um, what am I drinking? Do I have shelter? Do I have warmth? Can yes. I sleep in a bed at night? You know, the basic, basic, basic needs. And I think on a personal level, that is absolutely crucial to understand. Why? Yeah. Because if you already have those things, maybe you already have achieved that and you've gone on to care more about your safety, your security, or maybe you've um, mm. moved past that point and you start looking at forming groups, social groups and making friends and pulling together all of your family and actually you have a sense of belonging. When you have that and you speak to someone who they're barely scraping by in life, oh, yeah. never in their life are they going to be worried about finding a girlfriend or settling down and having kids or starting a family. Why? Because they're still stuck on the very first need, the most basic need in life, which is really just the bare survival needs. Don't you think that in a personal life, that is so, so powerful to understand? It's extremely powerful. And I think the reason why this resonates for us as South Africans so harshly, and again, I hate politics and I don't want to talk about politics, but we sit in a, mm. an extreme array of this very, very concept in our country where we have people, human beings, sitting at that extreme, extreme bottom side of the motivational factors in their life. We literally have people fighting for food, drink, shelter, etc. Oh, yeah. mm. I've got a lady that works in my house that helps me clean my house that is barely past point two, you know, being safe and at least being able to hide from the elements of rain and bad weather and stuff like that. Yeah. And that it, it's, it's a frustrating thing for me because especially when I speak to her, she's such a smart person. And I remember one day talking to her and saying, listen, what is next? Can't we send you on a cooking class or, or even just a basic first aid class? And I think the idea we had, she was really good with children, is to kind of yeah. elevate her out of that very, I don't want to talk down to that level, but again, that very basic level of income and then thus motivation into actually even leapfrogging step three and going into some level of esteem, right? Where she could mm. maybe go and study something that could set her up to start, you know, working at a clinic or something and get her out of this world of bare, bare necessities. And I promise you, when I spoke to her about this, mm. she did not get it. Yeah. And again, it's it's about this exact thing that you're talking about where I'm at level five, for example, more or less, and I'm speaking mm. to a level two person and I see potential yeah. of that person being on my level or even exceeding my level, but they can't yeah. see it yet because they're stuck yeah. on level two and they literally every Absolutely. day while you're talking to them about, dude, you can make 10,000 Rand a month and you can stay in a much better house. They're like, listen, but I mm -hmm. still need to put porridge on the table tonight. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's the sad part about this, but it's also the very, very crucial real aspect to this concept is it makes me now better understand why she didn't get what I was saying. Yeah. I was seeing it as philanthropic almost, trying to help her. I even said that we would cover the costs of some of these mm -hmm. classes. 
And she was blatantly yeah. not interested. Yeah, exactly. But don't you see that that, is, that applies in the reverse role as well? It's not you looking down on them, but it also applies to you understanding yourself so much better because why is it that people are preaching about philanthropy and like mm. helping others in need and donating millions of dollars or even hundreds or even thousands of dollars to people all around them doing great yeah. things and you keep looking down on yourself and you keep thinking about why aren't I that great? Why can I True. not achieve? that yes, it's exactly. probably because you're still stuck in you know stage two stage three or stage four you're looking at different needs right and so it's yes. not about you judging yourself and, and you know beating yourself up about it it's not about you judging others or looking down upon them it's about understanding yourself better understanding them a lot better as yes. well understanding there's a hierarchy unfortunately as much yes. as i sometimes hate that word there is unfortunately a hierarchy yeah. and it's around motivation and that motivation is pretty much going to depict your expectancy around what you can do in life. Absolutely. It's literally going to be the be all and end all of your capabilities physically in this world at that time. And that, that is really yeah. unfortunate. But that actually brings me to a very interesting point that you might have scraped over there, Leon, is that that's a motivation, right? That's your point of motivation to what? To action, right? So every sure. single yeah. action that a person takes is based off of these needs, right? If they're mm literally addressing the first need, the, the bare survival needs, then they're going to act upon those needs. And that's yes. going to depict every single day for them. That's going to translate into why they're spending mm. time and doing performing the actions that they're performing. Why? Because they're addressing that particular need. And that takes us to, to point number two, which is safety needs. So once mm. you have filled your stomach, once you have some basic form of shelter, once you get enough sleep and all that, the very next thing that tends to draw you in is your safety needs, right? Protection yes, from the elements, exactly. not necessarily shelter, but security, having some sense of order, some sense of stability in your life, right? Yeah. Making sure that you can start predicting what your day in and day out is going to look like and how you can start freeing yeah. yourself from a lot of your fears and insecurities. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I take myself back to some recent career opportunities I had for travel. And I remember seeing a lot of countries in the Middle East, especially, where to me, it seemed as if they were all on level one almost. But the difference mm. was that everything around them worked. Everything was fine. There was no crime. Yeah. There was no fear. There was no mm -hmm. unorderly things going on. There was just a massive difference between lower class and upper class. And that was okay. The people at least knew where their next plate of food was coming from, knew that the yeah. law is there, it's abiding citizens, there's no crime, there's no one that's going to come and try and kill you at night or take your children or rape you or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have the ability to then, once they've got safety buttoned down, once they've got the biological needs and physiological needs buttoned down, they have good friendships. They can start with intimacy. They can find trust and acceptance. They'll start mm. small little communities and groups and affiliating and part of feeling like you belong, right? And I think everyone in this world wants that yeah. feeling. I, I know we've got a lot of people immigrating out of the country in yeah. South Africa at the moment. And one of the biggest things they find when they go over and I'm sorry to all you guys that know us from South Africa that's listening, that's now in other countries, you know that you now suddenly find yourself lacking a little bit on level three, which is a sense of love and belonging. 
you might have esteem now. <laughs> you might have good money. Yeah. You'll have better safety than you've ever wished for. But you'll lack that yeah. level of group, belonging, community. Like I stay in a complex or in a state like Marnu as well, mm. where you know your neighbors. You know what their goings and goings on are. You watch their dogs for them over weekends, yeah. etc. And I think three is where life starts mattering, yeah. <laughs> at least. Yeah. You know, um, in my opinion, if that's what we can all achieve, that's already, I think, quite a good life. I think a lot of what you touched on touches on, on uh, why a lot of people feel extremely depressed after immigrating, you know, is because all of a sudden, even though they have shelter, even though yeah. they do have safety and they have protection and they have some sort of stability yeah. and all of that, right? They, they're stripped from their friends, from their family, and all of a sudden they start crying those things again and i think at this stage you need to start building that up again mm. but most people actually fall within third or fourth level mm. at least the people mm. who i think will be listening to the show as well Agreed. right we all have at least some sort of basic survival need fulfilled right Correct. we all have our safety needs fulfilled we all have food in our stomachs we have a roof over our head we have a bed to sleep in and all that, right? It's struggling with the belonging mm. on a constant basis. Maybe you just joined a new job. Maybe you just started dating someone new and all of a That's sudden a they, you need yeah. that acceptance from them, right? Mm. Or maybe you just got married and the, the family's just not accepting you. Maybe you're, you're in a new social dynamic where people aren't really accepting you and you still have to sort of fight for their approval. Mm. But I think the fourth one is very interesting as well, is this is where once we've achieved that, once we have a sense of belonging, once we have a sense of love and lovingness around our friends and our family and our intimate partners and all of that, we start striving for our own achievement, mastery of skills. Yes. We start striving towards maybe building up your own self-respect or building up the respect that others have for yeah. you. And this is where we really start trying to excel at work, excel at everything that we do in our lives. And it's only really once we've achieved the first three stages that we can fully and 100% start focusing on our esteem needs right so between three and four i feel that these are the most crucial ones because this is a lot of the times where people are either lacking or they they, they feel unfulfilled in life and mm. they don't really they cannot put a pin in it at least for me it's been like no 100 percent. i love stage four i think this is again speaking to most of our listeners as well this is where we all find ourselves so maybe there's not even too much to talk about with regards to what this entails, but this is where we all find ourselves doing things, you know, finding something you love to do and try and do it as best as you can, hopefully better than anyone else yeah. in the world, and that someone's willing to pay for that service, right? And this yeah. is a long process. I would I would beg to say that this has mm -hmm. been my process for the last twenty years. Has been I've pretty much had level three going for me or stage three going for me. Uh, yes, you're quite right. When you marry into a new family, yes, there's new belonging that needs to happen. <laughs> but I've always been lucky enough to experience mm. some level of safety, some level of biological need fulfillment. But my esteem progress and process has been a 20-year complete roller coaster, right? Mm. And I don't think many of us ever finish this project or this phase of our life mm. and what yeah. what tends to happen sometimes and at least in my life it's reared its ugly head a few times is i get so fixated on stage four that i start losing mm. out on stage three i start losing a little bit of love in my life belongingness people oh, yeah. friendships mm. uh tight bonds yeah. affiliation community work 
and so, so it's on. this vicious circle where exactly, you keep going back dude. to stage it's, three, coming back up ah, to stage love four. Love this yeah. topic, man. It's it's so so yeah. inspirational <laughs> and it's it's very very profound. So I almost want to say. Um, I've noticed in my career, I've been in a, the lucky position to lead a couple of people and groups and things. The people that had level one, two, and three or stage one, two, and three buttoned down, they were really good performers mm. as well. I think it's very hard, at least for me, to be esteeming in my position at work or uh, finding the lust to go on and be better in my work. If there's something wrong in my friendships, mm. if there's something wrong in my family, if there's something wrong in my love relationships. Oh, yeah. So those two mm -hmm. are very, very mutually dependent on each other. I think. Absolutely. I think I think it is important. I never thought of it that way, but it is, you know, once you start putting too much energy into the into the stage that you're currently on, you're going to start subtracting from the other ones as well. Yeah. Sure, you might be able to still fulfill your your safety needs and your survival needs with your jobs pay at the end of the week or at the end of the month right but that doesn't necessarily mean that your your friendships and your uh your close partnerships are gonna remain intact so it's very very uh, crucial to focus yeah. on that I as think well step three is the happiness yeah it's the happiness part and i think i think we do we do all strive towards stage five oh, right yes. because yeah. stage five is where you've accumulated everything that you can right mm. you've bought the two cars you've got the picket white picket fence and the dog and the your kids and are the in, wife your and, kids are in varsity <laughs> yeah and, and you're you've made all of yeah. your money you know you've got a decent you've amount of savings it. a decent amount of pension going you've made it right and so what a lot of people then only realize is that that is where they're unfulfilled yes. still I, <laughs> and I, you've I, yeah, achieved yeah. everything you've expanded as much as you can right but then you start seeking self-fulfillment you start seeking mm. personal growth and and peak experiences things that are deep that have a deeper meaning in your own yeah. life and isn't it sad that we end up working our entire lives waiting for that stage five waiting for our needs to motivate us to that point where we've accumulated everything and then only look back and say you know what this is all meaningless this is all you know what i really want <laughs> is just true. to go and on a, on a camping trip with my wife and my kids i don't want to fly to irony of life <laughs> yeah i don't want to fly to mauritius yeah. i don't want to fly anywhere I will literally just want a nice quiet camping weekend with my friends, with my family. And I want to have a job that actually means yeah. something to me. Not that pays me a lot of money, but just something that means a lot to me. And that's what you see happen to Bill Gates as well. Exactly. He's made all the money in the world, right? And you brought that up in the right, yeah. right in the intro of this episode. <laughs> and what is he doing now? We hear about philanthropists giving out, giving more, giving more, not taking exactly. anymore. Why? Because they've accumulated everything and they're now at this stage of self-actualization needs, addressing those yeah. needs as opposed to focusing on, on esteem, on love and belongingness, on safety needs or on survival needs and all of those things are already taken care of. Yeah, and it's quite funny. I know a couple of people in my life, actually my own father is at the verge of retirement now. And he's been a career-driven man, businessman his entire life as soon as I've known him in my life. Up until mm. still this very moment right now, he's probably on a laptop clacking away, one finger typing <laughs> out paragraphs. And um, yeah, he has no idea what to do with his life next year when he goes on retirement. He, he spoke about stuff like surfboarding and fishing, <laughs> yeah. you know, and um, finding peak experience after you've now mm. gotten the money 
your loved ones are taken care of mm. your kids are out of varsity and you've done the best you can with them you've got your wife by your side perhaps if you're lucky enough safety mm. and biological has not been an issue in your life for the past 40 years you've already trumped those two particular stages of the li- of your life where do you go next yeah and i think this is one of the areas where in my life at least i think that some of our very infant discussions around creating this podcast i've always had a desire to give something free and yeah. i don't have the finances to necessarily just do it in that form and i feel that form yeah. can be utterly meaningless in a country like ours where millions oh, won't yeah. fix the problem billions won't fix the problem you know what i mean mm. but a message could mm-hmm. or a church could yeah. or finding a cure for something could make a huge difference right and Mm -hmm. i think self-actualization is very much where a lot of idealists will talk about finding your true potential finding your thing that you want to do so that you don't need to work you know something that you can do and get paid for that you don't consider work very idealist but i do think it's very relevant i think you can be supremely happy if you've got level one two and three in the bank and you can find Mm -hmm esteem from doing self-actualization from doing the thing that you love and that could very much be at the end of the day maybe the same thing like what bill gates and them again are doing and warren buffett and the guys that are all doing these foundations and stuff it's work Mm. but they have the ability to do that and give away for free and still consider it some sort of mission some sort of thing that provides them supreme fulfillment Mm. way above Let's say working for a boss and making another man rich. It's, it's pretty crazy, Leon. And I'm so, so, so glad that we addressed this topic. But I think it wouldn't be complete if we didn't get it straight to the point, which is the most important part of this episode as usual. And this is where we switch over to give you the real life tips. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I trained in the car in the really Kruger cool. National Park. What man. was that? <laughs> <laughs> you, you added some new effects there. I love that. Leon, we've unpacked so much covering everything that we need to know yes. about Maslow's hierarchy of needs or Maslow's law mm. of motivation, right? And I think it is super, super interesting. I've never learned about this until I came across a, a couple of months ago and I shortlisted it to our topic. But it really comes down to five different stages that motivate people, mm. different motivating stages, sitting behind people's actions, right? Talking about Number one, you know, the biological, the physiological Mm, needs. Number mm. two, the safety needs. Number three, the love and belongingness needs. And number four, esteem needs. And we said that most people are sitting between stage three and stage four of this as well. You know, covering love and belongingness, constantly fighting for that, constantly fighting for their esteem needs to fulfill those. But then ultimately aiming towards number five, which is self-actualization needs. And this is where people are really mainly focused on self-fulfillment and seeking their own personal growth and finding a deeper meaning in life in their actions. Leanne, these things motivate us to take the actions that we take on an ongoing basis, on a day-to-day basis. Yes, it does. But how can we go ahead and apply this to our own lives? And I think I've got one short tip and then I'm going to hand it over to you, Leon, sure, because I, I think <laughs> I know exactly what your tip is going to be and I, I think that's going to be an action-packed one, right? So, yeah, we've got Wi-Fi <laughs> so brainwaves going on here. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So now that we know all of this, really what I want you to go and do is list down 
all of the key motivators in your life right now. Understand what exactly is the driving force behind your actions. Understand why am I performing the things that I'm doing every single day? Why am I going to work? Why am I actually in this career? Why am I actually doing the things that Mm -hmm. I'm doing in my day-to-day life? What is the driving force behind that? And by already looking at that, you're going to identify why it is that you might not feel fulfilled, Mm -hmm. right? Is it because you've got your safety needs, you've got your survival needs covered. Maybe it is that you really are seeking uh, a sense of belonging and you need to, I don't know, join a community, make a couple of friends, be a little bit more of an extrovert, Mm. even though you are an introvert. And and trust me, that is the hardest thing for me to even say, but sometimes you're (laughs) going to have to fake it. I'm an introvert, but I really need to pull myself out of that sometimes if I crave that sense of belonging, because if I don't, I'm just going to sit in self-pity. And, and hate myself forever. Yep. So I need to pull myself out of that. Do you have anything that you'd like to share? Yes, Share I your do. jam-packed tips. I know you always have big ones. <laughs> yeah, I've got some bangers. Um, I've got two tips. The one is very, very quick, and it comes back to my story about me and the lady that works for me. Now that you know this information, this new, hopefully fresh information that we all kind of knew, but we just didn't find in this form, um, be respectful of speaking to people at different points in these stages oh yeah i couldn't Mm -hmm. understand why handing out free training to the lady that works for me didn't appeal to her i thought it as disrespectful meanwhile she Mm -hmm. was thinking yes but is that going to put a pot of millipop on my kids table tonight and i didn't grasp it and i do now and that is super important understand the level of person that you are talking to and their levels of motivation that they have and i think the world will be a better place the second tip that i have and this is for the career guys out there and maybe for the leaders managers esteemed leaders i don't like the word managers you know that by now yeah um but let's say leaders out there you can really apply a lot of this logic to the workspace as well right if you think about the psychological and physiological needs of your people the first thing that you can really work on is just make sure there's comfortable working conditions some reasonable work hours you know and just mm-hmm. ensure that people get the necessary break times bathroom times eat and drink times those kind of things the basics i mean really it's level one stuff but you'll be surprised how many people out there are slaving And the bosses just don't care. They just need to churn out some sort of product. When it comes to safety, it's again, I think overlooked by many of us, but something like secure compensation, just knowing where your next paycheck is going to come from and having that level of job security means the world to a lot of people. Just to know that, listen, I'm only making 5,000 Rand a month or let's say, what is that? Like $500 a month, but at least it's guaranteed. I can bank on it. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. If that train stops, I'm completely screwed. If just to know that that money is coming in is already a very, very nice safety need that you can kind of help your, your, your staff with. When it comes to social needs and loving and belonging, very, very simple. Just interact with the people. Get them to interact. Take them out for a lunch. Do some cooperative teamwork exercises. Be super accessible. Mm. Try and be kind. It's not a difficult thing to be kind. I can't understand why people don't wave to you if they know you in the traffic anymore these days. It's (laughs) kindness, people. Come on, it's free. You literally won't lose anything out of your life by exuding kindness. When it comes to esteem and self-actualization, those things are a little bit harder. As a manager, from an esteem point of view, just make sure that if your employees are performing, praise their recognition. Give them the knowledge 
that they are being seen and they are doing well. Try and see if you can maybe squeeze in some promotions, extra responsibility, those kind of things. When it comes from self-actualization, I think in the workplace, that's super hard to get right. But in certain mm. cases, especially in the software industry, perhaps it's possible in other areas as well, you can start providing way more challenging work and like almost sideline projects. I know like one of the companies that I worked for would encourage, I think it was five hours a week of complete personal development where you can do whatever you want for mm -hmm. that five hours and they would encourage you to create your own projects and come up with new ideas. That is super powerful. You'll be amazed how many people, how many people respect that and can boil up some extremely e excellent ideas in those little think tank times that they've got. So I think yeah. take this into your workspace as well and make sure that you kind of try and apply these motivational steps in the work. And again, those people are going to just pay you forward for that 100% and you'll get the best out of your people. And that is it. Try and beat that. <laughs> wow, dude. That is insane. That is really, really awesome. And I'm so, so, so glad that you brought that perspective as well because I feel like you've hit home on a lot of those points things that i've identified as you were talking in my past experiences mm. on why i wasn't happy at certain companies why because i wasn't motivated and why because they didn't all meet those motivational those things weren't exactly there. some of them most were. of them weren't there right yeah. let's let's be honest you get a job you get paid but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be motivated to go, go to that job so you put in a lot of leave you put it you take a lot of yes, sick leave exactly. you don't necessarily perform to your maximum because Make every excuse exactly yeah. because you're not motivated absolutely a banger tip there Dion. absolutely love that a long one ladies and gentlemen <laughs> there you have it everything that you need to know about maslow's law of motivation so this is how you can apply it on your own personal life and how you can apply it in the business world as well if you are an aspiring leader or you already are leading your own teams leon it's been such a great episode with you it's, we awesome. got so excited being behind the mic that we overshot our time limit yeah. but i don't care if you because want the original episode mail us we might have to send you like an hour and a half episode <laughs> there we go it at least wasn't that long but i'm so glad that we're doing this again ladies and gentlemen thank you all so much for joining us on this episode we hope to see you on the very next one until next time this is me signing off mono this was leon it's been real peace we'll see you on the next episode stay safe bye What's up, guys and girls? If you've derived some great value from our show thus far, please take a second to rate and review us on the platform that you're tuned in on. This will really help us to grow the show and reach more and more people to spread the positivity and change more and more lives. So it will literally just take you a second to rate and review us. And who knows, perhaps you could directly be responsible for changing someone's life today. We look forward to seeing you guys in the next one. Until then, cheers.